Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Awkward Girl Pie Adventures, episode 41, Atlanta's first food hub. And I have a special guest here, Sean yeah. D'Angelo Walton. Yeah. Said your, your full name. You want to yeah. go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my name is Sean D'Angelo on Instagram. Uh, I guess you already gave my full name, Sean D'Angelo <laughs> Walton. I'm proud of that full name, the Waltons, you know what I'm saying, like a Walmart and, uh, you know, I'm the black sheep of the family. Oh. I don't really know them like that, <laughs> but my goal is to create a, a grocery store and a food hub for our people um, that is more socially responsible, that uplifts black communities. And uh, yeah, Everybody Eats ATL is the name of that organization, everybodyeatstogether.com, and we are creating the first black-owned and operated food hub in the city of Atlanta, in Ashu Heights. Yes, and we're going to get more into Ooh. it a little later. You know, I have Ooh. to acknowledge that March is Women's History Month, mm-hmm. and I have to acknowledge all the great women in my circle, starting with my engineer, Lexi, because she holds <sighs> me down every episode at Rich Production Studios. And I think I'm going to do Before the Month is Out. I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself. I guess I'm going to, you know, shout out everyone and close in my circle on Instagram and give them the due diligence that I do in private. You got to. You know, it's just, I'm just tired of social media. And it's, it's, it's bad for me to say since I do do content, but it does wear on you because you're constantly looking at your followers. You're constantly looking at your engagement. And for someone like me that does digital content creation a lot, I have to take breaks. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a full advocate of letting, giving people their flowers in person and on the phone instead of on social media. Well, don't, don't get too worried now because the social media and this particular type of uh, admiration and celebration of your, your, your women friends in your life, it's like the sun. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't feel like it. With the social media or whatever, but as soon as you get out there in the sun, you're like, man, I feel a lot better. When you when you when you when you see them smile and, and congratulate them and get in the flowers, man. But I see them. I feel like that when I see them in person. Instagram, I, I really am numb. Y'all don't, y'all don't understand. <laughs> I get it. Okay, it's, yeah, I mean, because it's a business for me. Like I don't even have a personal. That's what I was thinking about last night. I was like, maybe I need to make me a personal page. I don't have a personal page. All of my pages that I have on Instagram are business related. I got a personal page. I don't got nothing on it. <laughs> I need to have that. <laughs> well, I can need. I need to have that. I don't have all my. It's Arkita. Is the business, the brand? You and are your brand. How can you have a personal? I need page a personal. If you page. are your brand. How does that? Because, let me see how I can say this. Because since I am my brand, I can't say certain things. You know, because that would tarnish the brand. Like, not mm. saying that I'm not being myself, but you can't. I can't cuss and do stuff like I, my authentic self. Not saying that I'm not authentic, but I have teenagers, I have other people of different, you know, from all walks of life following me, so I have to make content that's rated G. Mm, so you they, like Stacey Abrams. You know, I, I mean, uh, I aspire to be like Stacey Abrams one day, yes, that's the goal of mine. But have like, an alter ego page. Yeah, I need to have <laughs> I need to have one because like, since because like, a brand showed me one time like, I think it was maybe Red Bull. God was like, how did you find me to work with me? And so they pulled up my page, and they find, it was some tool that they used, and they showed me all of my ratings. Like, I have a G rating. I have an audience from between 13 and 65. They show, they show all of my breakdown of who I reach. So that's why I was like, I want to have something separate from that because I have people from 13 to 65, and I have to have a general tone. They rate people like movies. 
can we yeah i mean basically you, you, your, you your content it. you do you have like it. explicit content on people that have you know adult conversations about stuff on social media so they are rated you know maybe a so, nc17 or whatever maybe right. i don't know what would be the rating for your true self Probably like PG-14, you know, don't they have a little cuss words in the PG-14 movies? You know, I cuss here today. Darn it. You know, no, they, they have a damn it sometimes in the PG-13. Yeah, PG you know, I'm not rated R, you know, you know, it's for everyone, you know. G okay. is, okay. you know, okay. but I cuss here and there. Okay, okay. You know, so I might do that. Y'all stay tuned, so don't hold it against me. But I do want to tell you, I went to two cool things around Atlanta because, you know, I'm still social distancing myself because, you know, Atlanta's wide open. But... You know, since I already thought I was a mixology, I took a mixology class at Kima, Atlanta, the mm. mixed drinks. Okay. So I, I took a class. And so now I'm really feeling like I'm a professional. And this class is offered to everyone as well. Uh, Kima is located by the Havana Club. You know, for my folks out there that used to be clubbing off of Piedmont is directly kind of cat corner across the street off of Piedmont, 3085 Piedmont Road. And the food is good. I made two cocktails. I have them on social media um, as well. So I, I have tried, made those at home, and I did a great job. So I think anybody that, you know, wants to be the, you know, the mixologist in their home to go take that class so you can be making drinks for the crib and your, and your family and friends. So I have that under the repertoire now. I then took a, a class to make drinks. Okay. So that's open to you, to people out there as well. So they they have the schedule up on their Instagram page at Kima Atlanta, I think. You said you social distance, so are you anticipating mixing for a whole bunch of folks? Are you mixing? No, for I mix folks for myself. Are you think you mixing just for yourself? Yes. And you know, I I don't I haven't entertained really. You okay. know, if I do decide to do so, I can do that as well. I have that skill to make drinks. Do you got the accessories, like the little, like the the, little shaker cup? Oh, and he already showed me how to do it, like at the crib, like with the other little glass inside, inside of a glass type thing. You got a, you but got I have a, one you got at a home. Flame drink? Hmm? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. You I tried. Uh, it was two drinks that I made, <laughs> uh, and they were really good. And they on my my Instagram. They were really pretty too. One had cucumber and lavender and all kind of. I need fire in my drink. Uh yeah, that sounds a little bit dangerous. And <laughs> I haven't got there yet. One day, and also Bar Vegan, which is the master, the collaborative mastermind of Slutty Vegan and Dave's Cheesesteak. They have a restaurant at Pond City Market, which is dope. I love to see Pinky and her element. Like she is really that whole little corner right there is Black Excellence because Dr. Key has the Village Market right there, and then Bar Vegan is directly across from it. So they got the whole little corner back there on lock. So I, I definitely want you to go check that out. You gotta go early, cause if you've been to a slutty vegan, I ain't gonna never go. Yeah, the lines. <laughs> <laughs> the lines it, are very. It's not that I'm not supportive, but I get discouraged. At no, long you shouldn't, lines. because you know I can give you the cheat code to the one down oh, in cheat code. Yeah, you know the one in Ralph David Abernathy. Uh huh. So, cause the lines have been, you know, relatively cheaper because you, I'm not cheaper. Uh, shorter. <laughs> I'm not that. No, not cheaper. Shorter because you know she has the Jonesboro location, she has the Edgewood location, and so I'm gonna go one day. But I, if you I go early, kind of like when they open, like I think she it's eleven or twelve, you can get the line is short. They need DoorDash. I don't know. I think she might have been doing that. I'm not sure, but and you, if you go late before they close, you won't stand in the line. So that's a cheat code for that location. I don't know about the others. I heard Jonesboro line is. 
shorter than most because, you know. DoorDash. Well, <laughs> anywho, you know, Lexi, we can take down the March Madness because I have like a little public service announcement, which is I'm not sure if it's a public service announcement. But, you know, I just need all the ladies, you know, just to put your hands towards your phone or touch your phone because, you know, they say when two or more gather and touch and agree on a subject, you know, things happen. So, you know, we are springing forward tomorrow. And, you know, I'm just hoping that the Lord just bless Atlanta with a new batch of men because I'm not sure if he knows that God is down. They down here love bombing us after three days of knowing us. They're not out here, you know, getting therapy, Lord. Like, so just let me know if a new batch is coming or if I need to have like a, a hot grown woman's summer because I'm too, you know, old to have a hot girl i'm grown i'm really up in the 30s so i got to have like a hot grown summer so just let me know lord which are you giving us a new batch or are we doing the hot grown summer i just need you know everybody you know the ladies to hear my voice you know we need to come and touch and agree to see if god's gonna give us a new batch or we gonna have to just go to the ladder you know because it's been you know, yeah. it's been real rough out here. No, man, you might have to pick uh, pick up what you dropped on the floor and dust it off <laughs> like a piece of candy. <laughs> you might have to. Who, who who's doing that? Just saying, if it don't come, I'm just saying if it no, don't no, come. if it don't come, the latter is gonna have a, a hot grown sun, but that's the alternative. Hot Either grown. we get a a new batch, you gonna have, or I'm gonna be you gonna have, then you gonna have men saying the same prayer. No, no, they don't never say the same prayer because unlike them, I go to therapy. I've worked through my unresolved trauma and uh, hurt and un issues instead of them bringing it from woman to woman. I don't know. So, no, no, no. So, we don't do that. So, that's why I'm asking. If we get a new batch that won't love bomb you after three days, because I got a story for you, Lexi. Remind me to tell you after the new dude that I met that had love bomb me after three days. So What's a love bomb? Say that you love you. I tell people I love them. Like everybody, though. Everybody eats. <laughs> That's a good plug. But no, <laughs> not that type of love. Like, I love you. And, you know, you know, I don't even want to talk about whole boy because I don't, well, he might or may not listen. That was up to his discretion. <laughs> but, yeah, he loved on me three days of us really you know hanging out and that we like i asked was that message for me because i was just confused because you know my name started with an a and it might have been somebody else in his text that he might have texted and them he said it was for me them consecutive days be doing it sometimes it wasn't a consecutive day it wasn't three consecutive days no. i don't have you know i i know i got good energy but it wasn't three consecutive so i was just like i know i've been was saying it three days within the same week yes it wasn't consecutive though and I said, I've been holding well, back. Well, two on. of those days consecutive. No. Damn. Oh, damn. It was like a Friday to a Monday. Ooh. And then that Wednesday, he was just like, boom. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm not there. And I'm not saying if I don't mean it. And that's like, first of all, love is a verb for me. So I prefer you to show me than you tell me. You know, and that was a whole other conversation that we weren't really ready to go for. Yep. New batch of men, Shawty. New batch of men. Because I'm just saying. I'm, I'm wait, not destined out for a Jolly Rancher this said, season. Okay, okay. So a new batch of men. So that guy right there, he's just a sensitive man. That's that not sensitive. Man got, that man is, got feelings. No, no, no. Why you don't want a man that knows what he wants? I asked, it seems like he knows what he wants. That's not knowing what you want because I asked him, 
what do you, what characteristics or what qualities do you love about me? After being, you know, in my presence for three days. And as for me, that's cool that you feel that way. But just pocket it. He kept hitting me and hitting me with it. Cause like I'm, I already told him that I'm not there. I'm not saying it because it's a verb for me. And that's something that I that for me comes after getting to know someone. You like or love what you see physically because you don't internally know anything about me. And that's a problem for me. You know, I'm not trying to physically be there with anybody. Not that, like that, not right now. I want you to know what you love about me that's not physical. Oh, man. I mean, once he because, gets to know everything. You know, you, you I'm like, just saying, once he gets to know everything about well, it's not, you. That's done. Because I don't need inconsistent. Oh, he done? Yes, he's gone. He's gone. Yes. We ain't, we ain't got to talk about him no more. Yeah, no. Right, let's pray for him. No, I pray for him already. and <laughs> Because he needs to go to therapy because he has a lot of unpacked, resolved issues that he hasn't unpacked from his prior relationships that I'm not going to help unpack. I'm tired of being a therapist. Did you you psychoanalyze this man in a week? He psych, he did this to himself. Sean, I'm going to just say this, and we're going to start talking about the greatness that you're doing in the community. <laughs> Once you've been around people that have traumas and unresolved issues and, you know, I've been manipulated before, I know what those behaviors look like. And so I'm able to challenge those and if you can't come back and give me something back that's tangible, you have to go. Because I've constructed a place of peace in my home and my space that if you come into my, you know, because one manipulative behavior that I don't like is when you get angry, you stonewall me or you, you cut communication off and then you want me to try to chase after you to figure out what's wrong instead of you communicating. And I made that perfectly up, clear up front when, I, when we started talking about, you know, some like non-negotiables. For me, communication is one of those things. Like, if, you, if you're having a bad day, just say that you're having a bad day, and I'll reach out back to you when I'm ready to talk. Don't. It sounds like that characteristic specifically, that example, sounds more like a woman characteristic and a man influence being raised by a woman. All right, everybody eats, ladies and gentlemen. We <laughs> are mean, here in Ashley Heights. Well, don't, we don't, don't, Because <laughs> what we're not going to do is say that's a woman's characteristic because I freely flow with communication and I don't stonewall anyone because I have a period every month. And I let the man know that I'm not in a good space to be around with you. I don't want to project how I'm feeling. So give me a couple of days so we can reconnect while I'm in a better space to handle your conversation instead of just not talking to you. I'm just saying, I'm not. So I'm that's not, not a I'm female. Not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I, 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 do, I do not characterize, I do not characterize, uh, even though I'm hood and I got my, 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 my growth to do, but I'm also familiar with my not grown person or whatever. But in my history of living, as it relates to that action of, not expressing what it is that you is wrong with you mm-hmm. and trying to get somebody to fish or, or, or read your mind or whatever that and you might has, be right because you're right he did uh, I don't know where his daddy is I think his daddy there. <laughs> uh, you might be right I think primarily he was raised by his mom so you might be right but I just don't want to put that out there like that you know what I'm saying because I don't want to put it out there like and I don't want it to be out there like just men need therapy no 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 I said that I go. To, I have a therapist. I'm just saying that I want men to go to therapy 
because they have issues because I've covered this on my podcast. Men do not heal, they hold. So instead of them processing what happened in a relationship, they take it and try to cover it up and then date somebody else and they didn't unpack what happened with old girl over here and now they miss it with old girl and so she's paying for the previous female that he dated. You see what I'm saying? So they compact and compact and compact and don't unpack before they try to deal with somebody new is all I'm saying. And so that's why I do have a therapy for whole, therapist for wholeness just to help me unpack stuff that I won't carry, keep carrying on. I don't want to be a bag lady. But most men are bag, bag men and carry relate women on. I feel you. So that's my whole thing. That's why I meant by asking God to let these men go to therapy because they need it. Yeah. Men, go to therapy. Women, if you need therapy and if you haven't already received therapy. <laughs> um, because more, men, more women go to therapy than men. Right. And it's uh, not even... And uh, so... I don't want to say therapy. I just want men that take their period to heal after dealing with one female to the next ladies I got a whole I can't wait I got a whole concept on healing I mean we can talk about that next time but what we gonna talk about (laughs) man so we can stay on topic because you know I could talk about this you know I wanted to talk about this too I know it well we might can go back but I want to tell the greatness of what you do because I've been following you for a while you a fellow Atlanta native chit 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 what's up you know <laughs> and I want to, you know, share the goodness of what you do because you are single handedly doing a lot of stuff yeah. in the community and it needs to be uh you know, need to be told. I'm over here trying to record at the same time too. Bless me Lord. Let's see is it doing it. You blessed. See if you had oh. a Samsung, you just hit the pen and the pen will start recording for you, but you got an applesauce. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you could go ahead and, um, yeah, go ahead and give us your spiel about everybody East Atlanta. Uh, I guess I would tell folks, too, because I tell people before you get started how, you know, I met the person or how I discovered. So what, I discovered you when you was doing We Cycle Atlanta. What? Yes, because hmm. I saw your trigger warning. Oh, okay. And also, you're, you're directly a, a block over from my grandmother's. Gigi? Home. Yes. And so, you know, I was going to come to you. I probably still going to come to you because I'm getting a bike on Monday. So, but that's how I discovered you. Okay. And then you reached out to me about the efforts that you were doing in Asheville Heights, and that's how we connected. And so that's why I brought you on the show. Okay. Shout out, shout out. That uh, trigger warning thing was a great, a great experience working with Killer Mike. You know, being from Atlanta and being able to work with some of these people that you grew up Bankhead bouncing and Donkey Kong too. <laughs> and you know he's from saying? Adamsville. I grew up in Adamsville. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 cool to have uh, worked with him. But I'm glad you know we did that. We cycle Atlanta back in the day was my nonprofit bicycle shop that got people on wheels as an acronym for work ethics, health, economics, environment, leadership, and sustainability. And we were basically getting youth on bicycles um, by having them do community service in community gardens, teaching them the whole urban agriculture and building bicycles, which is engineering. And Killer Mike said it was brilliant, but at the particular time, we was going through a slew of gentrification, and we were renting our particular building, and a lot of the kids that were in our programs, that's a program was literally two months, but kids couldn't go through that program because they get gentrified out of the community. Then I realized that, shit, I'm a renter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to own land um, before I get gentrified out of the community, and that's kind of what pushed us more so towards the 
real estate venture of um, everybody eats and creating the food hub because with We Cycle Atlanta, we had the privilege of building gardens, helping maintain gardens, and realizing that they were like a slew of black led farms right in our community. So while we were suffering as a food desert because of the lack of grocery stores, we had an assortment of black farmers right there in our community. And I took these little kids on bicycles to visit every single one of them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so we knew uh, food access was a big thing for these young black boys and these young black girls. You talk about an awkward uh, awkward black girl. What about an awkward or angry (laughs) Black boy, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. All of that comes from um, hunger. And so we were teaching these kids about urban agriculture. We were teaching them where the food was. And then we just decided to create a food hub, not only where these kids can come and, and, and utilize the bicycle shop, but a food hub that can support these farmers that have been supporting these youth feeding them, giving them food when they didn't have food to eat. And these are black farmers, again, black farmers who have been historically disenfranchised and having the mindfulness enough to place themselves in a black community to provide fresh produce. But again, these black farmers have historically like struggle mm-hmm. from from civil rights to post-reconstruction, um, even to, I think, Biden's COVID um Bill actually has some relief for black farmers just now. Right. Just now. And so um, the farmers in our areas, they suffer, particularly because they didn't have their human capital. They suffer because they didn't have the financial capital. They also suffer because they would have to toil in the hood for four or five days uh, harvesting, weeding, doing all these things to create this nutrient-rich food. And then they would have to go to a farmer's market in a white community. Um, just to sell it Mm -hmm. at a rate so that they can continue their operations. And without a food hub where they can sell their produce 24-7, their collards, their turnip greens, their tomatoes, their their chars, if they can't sell those 24-7 like the Kroger got our community on lock, like Walmart got our community Mm -hmm. on lock, we're never going to be able to even support our black farmers who are trying to support our youth by getting them nutrient-rich food, our seniors, by getting them nutrient-rich food, everybody, the nutrient-rich food. And again, COVID-19 has just showed us so much on how we need to be hands-on when it comes to our food system. Because when you think about it, not only did we have a food shortage during COVID-19, but we also had riots in which grocery stores even closed down. Right. I remember you told me about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's they, what blew my mind because you was telling me about the Kroger's locations that was closing around the yes. city. And I had no earthly idea. Yeah. It, it's it's they rather close grocery stores because of the uh, threat of black people being violent. They rather close grocery stores because they don't want to give a $4 hero pay to uh, their workers. And so who's going to feed you? And then you got to think about it. When you buy a sandwich <laughs> from from wherever you buy your sandwiches from, like where's that lettuce coming from? Like you said, Killer Mike, he was on the, on the, on the whole Living Black yeah. episode. Like he was finally about to get some barbecue, but the man said... Uh, the farm. Did, was, did, yeah. did they grow the chicken? Exactly. You got to think about it. When you bite into your KFC, even though it's owned by Magic Johnson or, or Shaq 
You know what I'm saying? Poor little Shaq, because you know the punts. <laughs> you know, a little moment of silence for that punts. See Leon, Christy Green. I got to check on the status of that, too, because that hurt my, my feelings. Yeah, that was – are we going to take a real moment of silence? Because that, that touched my heart. It did. You could take one. All right, come on. You know, a whole minute of what we doing. Just um, a, I don't know how much time. Just, just like 30 seconds. You want to count it down? Mm-mm. Okay, we just eyeball it. Okay. Can we just do, like, 30 seconds? That's a lot of time. 15 minutes. For a moment of silence. We could have been doing it while we talking. Uh, Let's just make a pause in our conversation. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, when, you, when you're dealing with, um, when you buy, put a dollar on the table to buy a sandwich, 95% of that sandwich money go to somebody that ain't coming from your community. Exactly. Y'all get five cents off of every dollar for every piece of bread. You know, one day, I do. <laughs> you know what my goal is? I want to, I follow one of my, you know, content creator friend, uh-huh. she has like a chicken coop. So she has mm. like fresh eggs and chickens and everything. I bet your kid's stalking. No, she got, I got, I'll show her to you. <laughs> <laughs> got two little babies. They ain't stalking yet. They ain't stalking yet? I'm uh-huh. telling you, they gonna love eggs. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, but I will show you. But that's what I want. And it's very cute. She get fresh eggs, brown <laughs> eggs at that. You know, that's supposed to be the better egg to eat. Yes. So, uh... <laughs> So I do. I want to have a little. I want to have a little garden and a chicken coop. Okay. I mean that gets you started for breakfast. You know. You know. You know. Yeah, because you taco uh, dressings. Yeah. Fixings. You know. I be I be fake vegan sometimes. You know. I'm not all the way there. I still eat steaks. But you know that's just you know here and there. Yeah. 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 You gonna be a fake gardener for a second too. I don't know. Not yet. I'm just starting off with. Like when you start off gardening, you're a fake gardener. Uh-uh, because you know why? <laughs> I got practice because my grandparents had a little garden in their back, so I know how to do it. I still feel like I'm a fake gardener. You ain't no fake gardener. I be gardening, and I got gardens, and I revitalize a gardener, but I feel like when I look at farming as an industry, oh, I yeah, just be yeah, making that a little, as a, a little bit. Like and, then, and, then, and then my stuff be dying sometimes, too. It's okay. It happens. That's the, the circle of life. Thank you. You're very welcome. Also, I got to stay on task because you got to tell the people where you are. Yes. Because I went, uh, how long ago was that? A couple of weeks ago? About three weeks ago. Yeah, I came and seen for myself, took uh-huh. the tour. So please direct the people because I want everybody to come out if they can. They social distance. They got the mask on. Are oh, you okay? You just sneeze. You can, you can breathe it out. Breathe it out. <laughs> <laughs> breathe it out. Breathe it out. We got some, I got some sanitizer. Hey, I know you good. I ain't, and none of, it didn't come out, but. Oh, we're here. There you go. It's Labrador City. I feel like you just should pour it in, like, my nose. No, I'm not going to do that. All right, yeah, so we over in Ashley Heights, which is the first planned African-American community in the city of Atlanta, established 1920, and we just came out of 2020, so that was 100 years ago. So when we started this program to create a a black-owned and operated food hub in the first planned African-American planned city in the city of Atlanta, we did it on the 100-year anniversary. That's so perfect. Like, so our OGs basically came 100 years ago and be like, oh, see this land? We're going to make it for our black children. And then the black children came 100 years later and was like, oh, man, our, our OGs did something dope. Let's create something dope on this land that they gave us. Right. I, I mean, I'm very impressed because you, you showed me the, the gardens and everything and the whole tour on the ladies' uh, 
Electric, black. Shout out to Strive Transit. Yes. Uh, shout out to Anna. She is a black woman. Speaking of grocery stores that have shut down, Marta shut down in our community, and this is a black woman who has an electronic shuttle service that's taking seniors and people to grocery stores, taking people to get their vaccinations, taking people to get uh, COVID tests, helping us take and food to people. To like, and she is... And she took you on a tour. You was on a tour, right? Did you go to the tour? You took me on a tour. Okay, so we were on a tour on her and shuttle. I, on the shuttle. And I love it because, you know, I aspired to have a golf cart to ride around my community. Wow. So that that made my day. Ah, so ah. the fact that it was a black-owned golf cart. That's going to be a golf cart community. Yes, because, listen, I'm going to get one. Cause we we should have that opulence in our on mm-hmm. the west end and the west side yeah. of the community. And so when the kids do steal cars, they golf carts, and they can't, like, really speed. Exactly. So we're going to get you called anyway. I know. We're going to run after them. But hey, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but real, for real, uh, the beautiful thing about it is, you know, you took that tour to Ashley Heights where we're creating this uh, amazing uh, black-owned and operated food hub. But it's uh, the things that are around it. We're on the corner of Westview and Lawton. And I, I'm real heavy on trying to letting people know that it's an intersection. It's not only an intersection in a corner where we have transformed what used to be a trap into this open-air food market. But it's an intersection where people meet. It's an intersection where institutions meet. So, like, we have uh, Booker T. Washington, which is the first African-American high school in the city of Atlanta that Martin Luther King went to. Mm -hmm. So you have kids that start off right here at this intersection where we're about to have this food hub that start off at M. Magnus Jones and matriculate all the way to Booker T. Washington High School where Martin Luther King graduated from. And then you have institutions that lead directly to this intersection like the Atlanta University Center, like Morehouse College, where Martin Luther King graduated from again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So you got M.L. King Jr. Square in this atmosphere. And so that intersection of people, institutions, you, your grandmama and them, you know what I'm saying? Like real people, Mm -hmm. real people, real institutions. And when I say it's a, it's a gambit of people from the drug dealers. If you know, you know, Yep. no explanation needed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? From the elementary school to the senior citizens, to the, to the celebrities who've been rapping about it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They rapping about what has been going on historically, sometimes in this community, about trapping, rapping, the violence, whatever. And we have literally turned this into a food hub, black-owned and operated, with functioning black farms, with STEAM-certified elementary schools and HBCUs right down the street. And we about to buy the block in the next couple of weeks. Amen. And that's why, you know, I was so... Like, happy because, you know, my grandma, she stays in the West End. She's 82. And although the Kroger is right there on the corner, they don't have any food of substance. Their their produce is not that great. You can't get, you know, anything. Yeah. I mean, I stay, you know, in Cobb. Don't judge me. I'm supposed to be moving. I had to get stuff for her on my side of town and bring it to her because she doesn't have access to anything. And it's just like they're trying to, you know, what they put down there. Mm, you know, they put the belt line and all that extra stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Bike lanes. The, yeah, the bike lanes. And, you know, <laughs> they added extra security to her street, actually, which blew my mind. Because I told my grandma we grew her up here all these years. And we suddenly Caucasians coming to the, the, the neighborhood. And now you have a caution, you know, that your, your view might not be clear because it's a, you know, when you go over the hill, you can't hill. see. Okay, impartial. It's a partial. You know, I, 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 I got to look at it again. It just it blew my mind to see somebody working Peter. on, you know, 
on her on her street putting up a caution sign to lift See, them out. I was I was thinking the security because we got the little full off cameras. I don't know if that's. I gotta now. look. I don't. I, I was understand. always against the fall off cameras. Yeah, I don't. Sure. You know, I don't think that. You know, I just knew that the street was taking a turn when I seen a Dalmatian on the street. A, a full Dalmatian. Oh, and they're huge in real life. This, I guess I was looking at. You, you know, never see one damn Dalmatian. And it, when they was walking never. with their owner down the street, never. It's always hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't know that they were that big. You know. I guess when I was paying attention to the movie, I wasn't paying attention to how large they were. And I was sitting on the, the porch with my grandma because that's what she do. She liked to, to people watch. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so when did they get in the neighborhood? She was like, oh, they moved in a couple of days ago. And I was just like, oh, well, great. It'd be, it be days. They do it in days, too. They do. Cause <laughs> they do it in days. That neighbor came and had the U-Haul, and I was just like, they well, having, having front push swings on and they had, yeah, they got oh the God, swings and everything hooked up on swing. the on the thing. And I was just like, Oh, so y'all moving in? Oh great. Let me tell you about the people that's in this community that you're moving into because my grandmother lives next door to you. Mm-mm-mm. And she's eighty two and y'all are young kids. So you're gonna have to respect her and her neighbors that have been in this community since nineteen seventy four. Ooh, I feel like you did this. They can't see me. I mean, but no, because the thing is <laughs> You know, I let them move in. I didn't say nothing. And my grandmother was complaining about how loud they were and, you know. Oh, wow. Doing all kind of stuff all kind of night. And, you know, my grandmother is 82, should be 83. You know, it's a certain respect when you come to moving in here. I know that you got your home and everything, but I did have to have a conversation as, you know, look at where you moved into. I used to be that person, though. Well, I mean, I'm not finna have, my grandmother can't sleep. I'm that person gonna be like, can you just be conscious? Is it parties or just like party? Well, this was, of course, they haven't had this. A few beers with the bros. No, it was full (laughs) out, toga type stuff, you know. And I was just like, it's great that you moved into this community, but this neighbor here is 82. The neighbor across the street is 80. The next neighbor is in their 70s. And that's so. This is not. I know that you probably got a good deal to move in or whatever, but they're not partying. They're not. Having beer cans in the yard and all kind of stuff like that. That's not. I think the respect thing is another reason why we making this building happen, too. Because you get people who come into the community and they don't have the respect for uh, the neighbors. And, you know, given if you're from the hood, you know what the hood like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that because so and so a certain type of way. You know, got his issues. Shawty got her issues. Whatever case, coming to the store, you know, a little turn, yeah, or whatever case but, it may be. But the res- but the type it was of res- the entitlement for me. It's it's that's it, what it was. It's, it's, it's the it's, it's the res- the entitlement and the respect. So we want to make sure that when people come into this store, like they they feel respect. We want to make sure when when we come across with your your grandma, you know what I'm saying? She gets an extra amount of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We not new people coming into the community. Right. We Atlanta grown seeds mm-hmm. trying to feed. Can somebody make a shirt? Can you write that down? <laughs> write that Atlanta seeds trying to feed. I ooh, that is dope. that is good. I like all that. Right, I wear that. Put right, it on cool. the back. On the back. All right, cool. But yeah, that's and I don't want to end because white folks, black folks of of higher class. You know, gen- Anglo Saxons. We got to call them by their names. Gentrification. No, gentrification is uh, gentrification is actually defined by educational class. <clears throat> <laughs> not not your uh, not your uh, what's the name? Do they know that? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And I don't think black people know that because no. the truth of the matter is, I'm from Atlanta. If, you, if you're from Atlanta, we know that some of these first gentrifiers will be educated black folk. Mm-hmm. Another podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think right now, you know what I'm saying, we have an excellent opportunity because Atlanta has still attracted so many diverse type of people while still maintaining its level of social activist history and spirit, it still has enough. You know what I'm saying? It still has enough. It has enough to utilize this wide gambit of people to create not only the type of social change that we need, but like we even still doing with Everybody Eats, to create the type of new social markets that we need so that people can buy grandmama's house. Uh, institutions and, and, and buildings like everybody eats so that people can have good paying jobs and you know it's a cooperative economic uh, venture as well so people put their money together to purchase this building and it's that type of education that we need I'm going to ask you a question too okay. I don't want to forget it I don't want to cut you off but that's something I was going to ask you too once you get everybody you know up and running and get mm-hmm. you secure the block because I think that is a good thing, too. We need education because, you know, they've been trying to, you know, buy my grandmother's house. Yes! And so, you know, we already got that squared away. It's already secured in the family. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Thank God. You know, yeah, you go to my mom, then go to me. So, but we do need <laughs> that type of education because I didn't know nothing about it until, you know, the things that started transpiring in the West End. And so I had to educate myself because... They didn't teach us about and think you know, about stuff it. like that. And, and just like I said, like some of the first, I'm from I'm, I'm from the I ain't from the West End. I'm from the South Side, Cleveland Avenue, whatever case it may be. But I've been over here for the longest of my life, and I recognize as a poor little boy from Cleveland Avenue going to Morehouse and then coming back into the community. That again, like I said, the first gentrifiers were educated black folks because it's, it's defined by education. And what you get is educated black folks who will share the knowledge amongst themselves because, you know, when you come to Atlanta and you're not from Atlanta, you tend to hang out with people that are are not from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, because all the people that's from here are gone. And us... Gone is... are real different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> are real different. And instead of sharing that education or whatever the case it may be, they don't. And so they'll get their houses... They, you know, they're moving to the West End, whatever the case may be. But it'll, 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 it'll matriculate to white people then coming in after that slew. But again, you, you, you have a situation um, where I, 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 I ain't gonna even front. I, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. I lose my thought all the time. That's why I have notes. But you don't want me to look at your notes. I ain't got no more notes. Everything else been free. This been free. See I just, that after the public service announcement, I let it be free. I just want to say that to say that. The white folks and the educated black folks, they come in and they get all the incentives in the world on how to buy a house and flip it. All right. Because exactly. they know about it, but they don't teach the people, like they neighbors, like they po- like your grandma. They don't come in and teach your grandma or, t- or tell no. them about these or all these incentives. Of course And not. so what I'm just really hoping for now that we even start these conversations between, you know, uh, the, the, the educated black folks that are not from Atlanta the people that are from Atlanta coming together because it's a couple of those people that are helping us purchase this building. That's the type of stuff that we need to do, though. Instead of hoarding the education, we need to share the education. And that's why I'm so proud that this building 
is a development that's from in Atlanta with with some people that are, um, you know, from other spaces. But it's right by elementary school. Like right. you said, you didn't get this education as a kid. Exactly. I want to teach this type of development for food sustainability, food access, and buying your block and how to do it cooperatively. I want you to know it's that by the time you're out of the fifth grade. <laughs> no, you need to know. And another thing, too, about our finances. Nobody talk me about how to, you know, save or invest or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They were too busy talking about stuff that I actually don't use now. I no, forgot all the college. stuff. That's all I heard. Just go to college. Just go to college. Get I to college. To, I went get to college. college. Get to college. You're going to figure it out. If you get there. I did figure it out after college. I'm know. still. I, I, th- I, I think I figured it out. This, I, figured I think it out this is me figuring it out. Because those college days. Don't say that you're going to figure it out in college because that was just. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That was a questionable part of my I life. I wish I could have figured some stuff out. I wish I could have, too, and not been how I was. You was a hot girl or something? Back, yes, when I had them yin yang get low knees. Had me. I was in my dorm room praying, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> send another batch. That's what Knock. You see how I did that? You know, you will not really be disrespecting me on my show. You! And you went to Morehouse, so I know you weren't praying that you had all of them. You know, I'm telling you, I was, I was, I, I, I repented for my sins. And don't get me to I talk paid, about the I, questionableness I, 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 that happened at your little alma mater. I, uh, I, um, I, uh, mm-hmm. what happened was, yep. all I'm saying is, I'm glad that I'm older and more mature, and I got oh, a lot are. of that out of my system. Ain't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> because I was very selfish, and I swear the the from t- my twenties was a very selfish period of my life. Except like 28, 29, I was yeah, coming out just, of it. But the majority of my twenties was a very selfish period of my life that I did not care about. Is that what you call it? Selfish? It was. I'm gonna call myself selfish too. I mean, I didn't care about nobody else but myself. You know, I I still cared about my family, of course, but anything else, I just cared about if it benefited me, if it didn't, you know, we just pushed. It was college. You know, uh, Pastor Oliver of Elizabeth Baptist Church, he described um, what I feel like I was, was a heterosexual whore. That's what I was. If I oh, could, if well, I could I'm not just, calling myself that. I, I was a, I was a, mm-hmm. I was a, I was, I was, I had locks. Spellman Clark, man, I'm glad I'm you know, I'm glad I'm done, a, man. I'm glad hybrid, I had a hybrid experience because you know I went to North Atlanta, so I took like a semester off because I was taking college courses in high school, so I was stressed. So I took a semester off. I went to Atlanta Metro for two years, so I was not a part of the AUC, but I was close enough to you know finagle, in, be like, finagle my way over there. Be to over the, there so many times. To clock Atlanta men to be like, what's up? You know, I go to Atlanta Metro. I don't go over here. I'm just you saying, know, you know, y'all Morehouse men was snooty, so I didn't fool with y'all. I ain't fool with Morehouse men either. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because I, I was kind of upset. Like I said, I was upset. I'm from Cleveland Avenue. I was telling somebody the other day, when I went to Morehouse as a little Atlanta boy, it was like my first time coming. I'm like, where y'all been the whole time? Yeah. Why y'all didn't, why y'all didn't reach back for your boy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was kind of upset, but they kind of, you know. And so then I left Atlanta that. Metro and went to Mercer for the last two. So I was in Macon. Smorgasbord. So it was, oof, it was different. You know, I'm going from, you know, ATL to a little country town. Yeah, I met more ATLians, which was great. You know, all of us. So that's together. why you got a big network. See, people. I went to a whole bunch of colleges too. I don't know. 
know, because, you know, the population of us was small at Mercer. so But we, it don't matter, though. We kind of stick together. And then, you know, I did branch out, you know, Fort Valley down there, Georgia Southern, Georgia Military. So you, you know. You kind of network you, you network with the other black people there because we didn't we was the minority at Mercer just to be straight up so we didn't I didn't party or do anything there because you know we couldn't do what the vanilla people did so the parties at the, <laughs> the frat parties and stuff would get shut down but you know you got pasta they whatever over there they got the the three story house and you know acting crazy so we would and go bought, and bought a library for the school and so we would exactly <laughs> so we would go to Fort Valley thirty minutes away. Cool enough to, you know, I had a, a, a little bad car back there. Cool, short enough to not mess up my little car. And, you know, and my mom want to know, you know, the extra mileage, um, you know, between coming from, you know, making to, sorry, mom, if you, she be listening to my show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were in them streets. I'm just glad we out them streets. And we, I am. but well, you know what? I was, but I was thinking though, I was thinking even yesterday, I'm, I'm in the streets. Still, um, you're in mean, the street in a good way. That's what I'm saying. Even like when they say, "Oh, he for the streets," or "She for the no, streets." No, no, no. Don't we gonna cut that right now? Cause you, the future for the streets and you in the streets are two different things. Okay, we can't have those two intertwined. Okay, that's the the the, the text message talk about. You know, I see. You know, it's all star all weekend. We, we you know don't be doing I, that I text message it, thing like that. I thought it would that. be cool. It's uh-uh. just like rapping no. rapping clean on a a, a beat. That's Mm-mm. we can't put you to two because you know. The man be out here. I'm in the streets, but but in the streets is a bad thing too. But I'm in the streets though. You in the streets in a good way. You're making. Well, I can't be for the streets in a good way. You're not for the streets. It's like for the people. John, tell the people whether they could donate to your cause because we about to wrap. Got up. cash out. <laughs> it's our most immediate. Uh, everybody eats ATL. You can also find our donation link on our website, which is everybodyeatstogether.com. Um, you can also hit us up on what's that? PayPal. You donate, got PayPal? Yeah, donate at WeCycleAtlanta. That's a nonprofit uh, fiscal sponsor. So donate at WeCycleAtlanta.org. So Cash App, everybody eats ATL. Um, our website, everybodyeatstogether.com, or PayPal. Um, donate at WeCycleAtlanta.org. You got anything else going on? Because I know that you was doing the bikes and people in the community. Oh, we about to get back to biking. You know, like I said, everybody eats eats together is our uh, food coordinating venture to create this food hub. I still have my nonprofit that got Killing Bicycle on a bicycle and worked out some bicycles for Young Jeezy. Uh, We are about to get back to fixing bicycles for youth. Um, One of the big things that I want to make sure that youth have while we have access to all these outside out- outlets, is that our youth have their bicycles and their social activities. So we got to be looking out for our kids. So we're going to be getting bicycles fixed up. So if you are looking out on our Instagram, We Cycle Atlanta, or Everybody Eats ATL, you're going to see opportunities of fixing bicycles for kids and for yourself. And you're going to be able to ride with us in through the Yes, because I'm getting a bike on Monday, y'all. So y'all stay tuned for that because I got to be out in the streets in a good way come after pollen season because ring, ring. right now. That's your bell. Ring, ring. I don't have a bell. I got a, ba- a basket, I think. We'll see. <laughs> so, um, yeah, before I get my closing statement, which is going to be kind of profound, I'm excited about this. It came through one of my little meditation things, you know, that I listen to. Okay. It's good. But I need to be, everybody to please subscribe on um, iTunes, what, what is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Castbot, 
podcast addict and speaker. And please leave a review. Those reviews come in handy, help people find my show and move me up in the rankings. So those are easy to do. It takes less than five minutes to hit five stars and type about what you like. And to close it out this week, are you ready? I'm ready. Send up straight. And it's kind of, it's kind of. I'm saying it how, I, you know, I said it on the affirmations this morning okay. because I wrote it down. I hope it makes sense. Let me read Steve. it first. <clears throat> I heal from my past and grow stronger every day. You can open up your eyes, Sean. See how you be I doing? I thought it was gonna be a speech. It wasn't a speech. It's a quick little tidbit to take to lead out for your upcoming week. So you heal. I heal from my past and grow stronger every day. That's just the affirmation that I have. Because healing is essential. I'm and I might do a podcast on it. Let's do it. You know, you'll come do it. Yes. We, we got to help the brothers out here. We got to. We got to save the brothers. We got to save the children. We got to save the children. We got to save the children. We got to well, save the children. Well, the children got to have a good, you know, foundation as well. The mother and the father. So you got to help the black men. They got to have somebody to look to. You see where I'm going with it here? And that's why I'm out there on the streets. We got to create an opportunity. I, like, no cap. I know our brothers got a long way to go. I know our brothers, even like Jesus the Messiah or Moses, like a lot of throughout history, black men have been sought out to be destroyed. And so for them to be in such conditions that they are, there's a lot of things shooting for them, gunning for them. And that's why we got to be present. And that's why I'm taking this opportunity that I have serious to be an example. And that's why I hope that you use your platform and I use my platform to reach out to black men and black women who need the healing and also that we can meet on these intersections. Uh, to talk. Uh, I don't I'm know saying. if I be wanting to meet the men out here right now. Y'all want uh-huh. we, we calling y'all out to the corner in real life to not, build and heal. Yes, it's Lent season, so I'm I'm chilling. But y'all be great. We will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we out.